0: Amen. Um, We thank God this morning for His grace, for His mercies, and for His love. Um, I always love quoting this um, statement that David made, that I was glad when he said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. There is no place like the presence of God. His presence is home for us. Hallelujah. Amen. So we thank God for giving us yet another life. Given us a privilege to see yet another day. It's not normal. And it's not regular. To wake up to see another day. So if God grants you the privilege to live to see yet another day. There is a reflection of his second chance. The reflection of his love. It's a reflection that he has a purpose for you today too. Hallelujah. So that is the reason why today is a present. You must take hold of it. Yesterday is past. You don't need to brood upon Yesterday. What is gone is gone what is left is what we have now and what we can do with now to get into our future amen and don't be so much concerned about tomorrow because god has already taken care of it hallelujah because jesus is the same yesterday today and forever he sees that cast all your cares upon me because i care for you so so far god has given you today let us focus on today let us take hold of today. Let's make the best out of today. So that when today passed and it becomes history, we can boast of the fact that we made a good use of it yesterday. Hallelujah. Can we close our eyes and pray? Let's close our eyes and pray. So our Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for your grace. We thank you for an opportunity to be at your presence. Lord, we don't take this life you've given unto us lightly at all. So Father, we pray, we ask that as we share and as we learn your word, come and speak to us like never before. Father, I pray that, Lord, your spirit will brood upon us and grant unto us understanding. So that at the end, Lord, we will not go back saying that we are confused or we didn't get anything. But at the end, we will go back saying that, God, you've been good and, Lord, you have spoken unto us. For no one comes into your presence and go the same as they came. We come before your presence to have an encounter. And Father, I pray that this morning, your people have an encounter with your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, we've prayed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So thank you so much for making time to come for today's Sunday School. I want to also appreciate Pastor Dave Mamagini and the entire leadership of this church for continually giving us the opportunity to share the word of God. Amen. So today, I want to share something very timely with you. And the topic for today is be careful of the crowd. Be careful of the crowd. Be careful of the crowd. Let's open our Bible to the book of Mark chapter 10, verse 46 to 48. Then they came to Jericho. And as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples in a large crowd, a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, the son of Timios was sitting by the road when he heard that it was jesus the nazarene he cried to he, he began to cry out saying jesus son of david have mercy on me many were sternly telling him to be quiet other version says the crowd were telling him to be quiet but he kept crying out all the more son of david have mercy on me i know that most of us are very familiar with this um, scripture about this young this man who was blind and today i'm repeating it the topic for today is be careful of the crowd so, you know, Jesus was doing so many miracles, signs, and wonders, he had a lot of followers. In fact, you know, at that time, they were in expectation of the supernatural. So, Jesus having the ability and the capacity to demonstrate a certain unusual ability, people wanted to follow him everywhere he went. And about everywhere he went, he was doing good. A mighty healer, he healed the leopards. When cripples saw him, they started walking. You know, I remember when we were kids, they taught us this song. Everywhere he went, he was doing good. A mighty healer, he healed the lepers. When cripples saw him, they started walking. Everywhere he went, my God was doing good. was a nice uh, Sunday school song we, we learned when we were kids. So, yeah, so he was doing good here and there. So, because uh, he had a lot of crowd. So um, among his crowds were also the disciples. So they were all around him. Wherever he went, they were like bodyguards. And you know, if you are with the man who works in the supernatural, people will also associate you along with that. So he had a certain group of people who were always surrounding him. And the Bible says that from Jericho, whilst he entered into Jericho, he got to a place and there was a certain blind man. This man had been very blind for a long time. So when he heard that Jesus the Nazarene was passing by, he realized that it was an opportunity for him to be healed. He saw an opportunity. He saw that this is the day. This is the time my life can be changed. This is a Kairos moment. This is a moment I've been looking for and I've been waiting for. I'm not content with my situation. I'm not content with my present circumstances. You know, a lot of things are happening in our lives. We are being faced with so many challenges here and there. We are being faced with so many weaknesses here and there. And some of us, we've been crying and we've been waiting and expecting a time where we can be delivered. Because it's as though we are in the church, but you can't even share your problems and your challenges with people. Because the more you share with them, the more they don't even understand you. Because the one you are trying to share your problem with, that person is also having his own or her own challenges, he or she is also dealing with. So this man had been blind. That blind can be indicative of anything. It can be a certain addiction. Maybe since childhood you've been addicted to certain kind of things that you've not been able to break out of. Maybe since childhood you've been battling with some kind of sicknesses, It's part of you and you've tried as much as possible, but nothing is happening. Maybe you are going through some problem in your family with your kids, with your grandkids. Maybe you're having some issues. You can't tell anybody, but you know what you are going through. And maybe even people can see because the blind Bartimaeus was blind indeed and everybody around could see that he was blind. Maybe with your challenge, maybe with your problem, everybody around can see. The only issue is that they can't provide a solution to your problem. So this blind Bartimaeus had And realized that Jesus, the Nazarene, the miracle worker, the mighty healer, had come to town. He said that this is an opportunity. So he decided to have an encounter so that his life would be transformed. But at that particular point in time, the Bible says that there was a crowd. And they were sternly opposing him from reaching his answer. You know, now there, is, there are so many people who have become like stumbling blocks. Now there are a lot of stumbling blocks in the church, and there are a lot of stumbling blocks even outside. So when you are trying to reach to the, your goal, if you are trying to reach to the place where you can get your salvation, there are people who have positioned themselves that we will not let you get to that place. Because they think that they are at a place of high authority. Because they think that they are very pious and holier than thou. They are the ones closer to Jesus than anybody. So if they are around, then you don't have any access to your answer. A lot of destinies have been crushed because of the crowd. And when the crowd begins to oppose you, and if you, don't know what you, if you don't know what you want and don't continue to push forth, you will always lag behind. Because the Bible says that they were opposing him. Can you go back to the verse 48 for me? To the verse 48. The verse 48, the Bible says that many were sternly telling him to be quiet. The guy is sick. He needs healing. He is going through something. He needs help. But as he's trying to push to call on the God of his salvation, there are people around sternly criticizing him and sternly rebuking him and sternly sternly telling him to shut up. And these people are all around us. When they see that you are pushing forth for a breakthrough in life, they begin to say all kinds of things to you to shut you up. And that's the reason why a lot of destinies have been crushed. A lot of purpose have not been fulfilled because of the people around, because of the crowd. So because the crowd can see that you are this, they begin to segregate among themselves and begin to set some classes and some boundaries. So though we are in the church, but there are a lot of cliques. I belong to here. I am close there. I am this place. I am here. You can't get here without passing through me. In fact, if I am not there, you can't be there. And that was the issue with blind Bartimaeus. He was sick. He needed help, but there was so much crowd. He was trying to push through, but the crowd were telling him to shut up. Now, you know, a lot of people have stopped going to church because though they knew that they were sick, they knew that they needed help. But as they were stretching forth their hand to reach out to God, their brothers and their sisters who are meant to help him or help her, to stretch forth his hand the more to reach out to, this, to the God of his salvation, those people shut those people up. So now they come, and they are still sick. And they are still sick because they are trying to reach, but they can't get there. They are trying to reach, they can't get there. So they get frustrated, and they move away. That's the reason why a lot of people are dying in their sins. The crowd. If you follow the crowd, sometimes the crowd will tell you, shut up, it is you. It is part of you. This is how you are meant to be. This is your lifestyle. Nothing can change. So you listen to the crowd. And you know, there is another thing that the majority carries the vote. In fact, when a lot of people are telling you, that means that that is who you are. And where in the Bible did God say that this is how I have made you? I've made you to be blind. I've made you to be sick. I've made you to be an addict. I've made you to be miserable. That is not God's intention and God's purpose for your life. But then, sometimes people will see because they've lived with you for a period of time and they feel like that nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Like when you go to um, when you go to the book of um, when you go to the book of Luke chapter eight, verse forty-three to forty-eight. The Bible talks about a woman who had an issue of blood. Um, so they say that a woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years. And everybody knew her. Everybody in the town knew her. And the Bible says that and he, could, he could not be healed by anyone. He could not be healed by anyone. So people knew of his CV. And his CV out there was very bad. They knew that this woman was sick. This woman had a problem. This woman had a challenge. But at the same time, this woman saw that there was an opportunity for her life to be changed. There's an opportunity for her life to be transformed. So she decided to take hold of the opportunity. Can I submit to you that at that same time, there was so much crowd who were resisting her from reaching out to Jesus. There was so much crowd. So many people not giving her access. But she said that no matter what, I will do whatever it takes to reach out. Like Bartimaeus, they were like, shut up. And he, he was like, oh, the more he told me to shut up, the more I will shout, the more. Because I know that it is time. Beloved, don't allow the crowd to shut you up. Don't allow the crowd to prevent you from reaching where you are supposed to get to. The crowd cannot determine your purpose in life. The crowd cannot determine your destiny in life. Your destiny has been preordained by God even before you came to this earth. And it will surprise you to understand that it was even preordained by God before the creation of the universe. So God had already destined you that this is who you are meant to be. If you don't know who you are, and hold on to what God has called you to. And push for what is duly yours. You continually follow what the crowd is saying. You, continue to, you will continue to go along the path of the crowd. And can I submit to you, you can never get your destination. If everybody is following the same path, then who will be extraordinary? Extraordinary people are people who have learned to go a little bit above the ordinary. It is just an extra of the ordinary. And until you learn to move past the ordinary, you cannot stand out. God has not called us all to be the same. God has called us to stand out. I watched a certain, um, when I was in Ghana, I used to watch a certain ad- uh, advertisement, the, and it was Guinness, Guinness advert. And the, 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 the thing was, what they, were, what they would say at the end of the advert would be, Why are you standing in? Why else you can stand out? Why are you standing in? Why are you continually being part of the crowd? Why God has called you differently and separated you from among the rest to stand out for a purpose? You know, in as we are, we are the replica of God on earth, He has made us all differently to radiate how glorious He is. So that somebody sees you, somebody sees her, somebody sees him, and he's like, wow, God is this, God is that, God is this. Wow, God is marvelous. So we are all, there is that unity in diversity. It wasn't by mistake that God created all of us differently. He created us all differently to reflect his glory. So that they will know that this is God. Oh, this is God. Oh, this is God. Oh, this is God. Because we are in the exact image of God. So when people see all these different faces, different colors, different intellect, different everything, people are amazing. They're like, wow, what a glorious God, what a marvelous God who has made himself into many parts and duplicated himself in everybody. But if you don't take care and you follow the crowd and you allow what the crowd says enter your heart, if you don't take care, you will never. Reach your destination in life. You never reach your purpose in life. You will never reach your goal in life. He came up behind him and touched the frame of his clock. And immediately her hemorrhage stopped. And Jesus said, who is the one who touched me? And while they were all denying, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing in on you. So how would you even know? Everybody is pressing in on you. You are all surrounded. So there are so many crowds around you. Why would you say somebody has touched No, but I know that somebody has touched me. These are people who have learned to seek God, even in the midst of chaos, even in the midst of challenges, even in the midst of problems. Who, who told you that what you are going through, there's not a solution to it? Have you sought God? And have you sought Him enough? Have you pressed and pushed and pushed and pushed you know, we are in a dispensation where we don't know how to travel and push for what is ours. The Bible says, Who said that a nation, could, a nation could be born in a day? But as Zion traveled, she gave forth. Beloved, can you learn to travel? Can you learn to press forth? Can you learn to push? I, was it last week that I heard about a sermon about um, a woman who was pushing forth for an answer? And, the, and the, was, was it the, um, the king or the lawyer was a wicked man? And there was like, there, was, there is no way this man would listen to you. But this woman persisted and persisted and persisted. We are in the dispensation where the church lacks persistence. Jacob said, I will not let go of you until you bless me. She, he pushed. He held on. He pressed. He was crushed. In fact, he went home. He came back broken. He could walk normally. But when he had an encounter with God... He came and he was now bent like that because of what he was looking for. He was tired of his life. He was like, it is enough. I can't continue in this lifestyle. I can't continue to be like this. My name cannot continue to be associated with such kind of a person. God changed my life. If I have met you, I'm not going to let you go. Beloved, you are not persistent and pressing enough because you are okay with your issue. You are listening to the crowd and following what the crowd is saying. You are allowing what they are saying to prevent you from getting to your destination. Because you are okay. You feel like, no, uh, that is my life. That is who I'm meant to be. I'm meant to be like this. But beloved, if you should understand what God has called you to be, you don't follow the crowd. You don't allow them to prevent you from getting to your Getting to where you're supposed to get to. And don't look down on yourself because of what you did yesterday. Or because of a weakness you've been in. Or because of certain addiction you've been battling with. God knows and understands. And he's waiting for you. He says that look past the crowd. Look past the Pharisees. The Bible talks about a woman. Who was caught in the act of adultery. And they they dragged her to Jesus. It is very ironic. It's very funny how they didn't know that they were bringing the woman to her source of answer. You know, sometimes people think that they are dragging you away, not knowing that they are pushing you to where you're supposed to be so that God can be glorified. So they dragged this woman who had been in the act of adultery, and probably she had been in it for a long time, but it was the first time she was caught. She was dragged to Jesus, and the Pharisees were demanding her death. They wanted her to be stoned to death. You know, these are the people who were known to be the people of the law. These were the separated ones. For it means they set apart. These were people who were set apart. They were supposed to be the custodian of the law of God. They were supposed to reflect the law. So that when people see them, they will know that, wow, this is what God has given to us to uphold. But these people now became like an institution that they started judging and criticizing and condemning people. They thought that judgment is in their hands. So they pushed and dragged this woman to Jesus. They were like, this is what the law says. So should we stone her or should we stone her? In their mind, they were like, it is time for you to die. Everybody was saying it is time for her to die. The Pharisees were saying, you know, we are in a dispensary. We are in a church where it's like, a lot of people who have encountered and tasted of the goodness of the Lord, instead of them to hold those who are struggling, the weaker brethren, they now condemn and push them down and don't give them even opportunity to grow. They're like, this is how you are. You can't change. You can't be, be, you can't be any person. So just be there. Just, just, just leave us alone. And the more even you stay with them, the more they condemn and criticize you. So now the church that is meant to strengthen the body and strengthen everybody is pushing people away. The Pharisees, they were pushing people away, condemning people, made people feel like they can't be anything better than who they are. So they were like, it's time for this woman to be condemned. But they forgot that they were also going through their own challenges. They were also going through their own situations. They were also going through their own problems. Beloved, when people are trying to look down on you, when the crowd is trying to talk at you in an evil way, don't be moved because the one speaking ill of you has his or her own problem. And I learned that when I was a kid. When I was a kid, it got to a point I had inferiority complex. Had an issue because I felt like my my mates would be laughing at me because they said I was too slim. Because I was too skinny. You know, and people wanted to bully me here and there. And they were saying and they, they were saying all kinds of things about me and giving me all kinds of names. So when I was working on I mean when I was working on campus, I wasn't feeling comfortable when I was a kid. I felt like I'm not meant to associate myself with the multitude. Let me always be at my place. So while every every kid would be playing football, running around, joking with their friends, I would be on my I be on my chair thinking about myself because nobody wanted to talk to me. But when I was growing, it got to a point I got to understand that these people who were acting like that had their own problems and challenges. To the point that some of them came to me and told me, Albert, I wish I was like you. I was like, oh. You wish you were like me and you were treating me like this. You know, so the one who is looking down at you, those who are pushing you away, want that same opportunity that you are looking for, have their own issues and challenges that they wish they could tell somebody about it, but they don't have the capacity, they don't have the, they, the, they, don't have the strength to tell people that this is my challenge. So they have, now the people are going through many things, it's bubbling up in them, and because they are carried with anger, they are filled with anger and grief, and whenever they see anybody, they want to lash out their anger on them. Now we are in the church, and the church is full of people who are angry because they are going through problems and challenges they can't tell anybody. But can we move past the crowd? Can we look at Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith? Human beings are not the rubrics, Jesus is the only rubric. No man is a measure, Jesus is the measure. Whatever you are going through, don't allow people to look down on you. If you feel like you've gone through and you're battling with some things, don't 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 look down on yourself. You are at the place where your salvation is. Grab onto him and tell Jesus and Jesus, I'm tired of myself. As for him, you can go to him naked as you are. Because he has come to me just as you are. In the book of Revelation, chapter 3, Jesus said that. If you am knocking at the door of your heart, if you just open, I will enter. He didn't didn't say prepare your room. When you are done preparing your room and setting up the place and everything, then open the door so that I can enter and dine with you. No. He said that I am knocking at the door of your heart. Open unto me. If you just open, however your place is messy, however it is, you just enter. And he will give you the grace to put things in order. So that your life can be in sync with him. Be careful of the crowd. Jesus was preparing to die. Jesus came to earth and had one, one, one purpose in life. To die and bring redemption to men. But because he had been with the disciples. Because they had seen him as a miracle worker. Because he had done so many things. They wanted to keep him forever. Hmm. In the book of Matthew chapter 16 verse 21 to 23. Matthew 16, 21 to 23. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things for the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed. Higher. When he said, and be killed, that part, it killed them. They we were like, wow, you can't, be killed. you can't die like that. you know. And be raised up on the third day. 22, Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. You know, be careful of the crowd. If they do not understand your purpose in life, they will always pull you away from your purpose in life. That's why I said from the beginning that a lot of destinies have been, have have been, I mean, destroyed because of people following the crowd. He pushed him aside, and he said, that, hey, what are you talking about, man? You're gonna die? No, you're not gonna do that. You're supposed to stay. You're, you're supposed to be with us." Let's continue to multiply the fishes. Let's continue to walk on the sea. It's okay. Just walk on the sea. We'll allow you. Just walk on the sea. Just multiply the, just multiply the bread. We are okay. Don't go anywhere. He like, God forbid it, Lord. This shall never happen to you. If Jesus had followed the emotions of Peter and followed the emotions of the people around, I guess to I and you, would have been somewhere. I don't know what I would have been doing. Maybe I would have been the greatest criminal on earth. By this time, the world would have been looking for me. I would be in a hideout. You're like, we are looking. Somebody is wanted. His name is called Albert. We- we- the whole world should help us find that man. You know, sometimes I look at myself and I'm like, if I hadn't been the Lord, what would I have been? I would have been the worst person, the greatest criminal, the greatest rapist. In fact, anything you can associate with a person, I would have been. I am who I am and I'm where I am, wearing my feet and speaking about a man, because I have met him. I didn't follow the crowd, and that's that I don't want to follow the crowd. Sometimes even your prayers can be the crowd. sometimes your brothers can be your crowd, sometimes your friends can be the, can be the crowd. Jesus, it was Peter and the disciples will like, I don't go. It shall never happen. It shall higher, never happen. Then, but he turned and said to Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Any crowd that will prevent you from reaching your goal in life at that particular point in time have become Satan in your life. Rebuke them and they shall get thee behind you. Hallelujah. Don't follow the crowd. The Bible is enough. I'm wrapping up. The Bible is enough. You know, the reason why you follow the crowd is because you don't know yourself, you don't know what you have, and you don't know who God has made you to be. But if you understand that God has a purpose for you, he has a special need for you, it doesn't matter. The donkey was tied somewhere. The donkey was useless, not used by any person. But Jesus went and picked that donkey and walked on the cloth with that donkey. And today that donkey's name is recorded in the books. No, God can choose anybody and glorify himself in the person. All that he's looking for is for you to just come to him. Just learn to isolate yourself from the people, from the crowd. Like Zacchaeus. He was like, I am short. You know, there's so much crowd around here. If I decide to be among the crowd, I can never see this man Jesus I'm looking for. So Zacchaeus decided to do what? Go and find a tall tree and climbed it. He could have fallen. Anything could have happened to him. He could have died as a result of trying to climb the the tree. But he took every risk there is to see Jesus. And when he separated himself from the crowd, went ahead of them and climbed the tree, he saw Jesus. When Jesus got there, he looked at him and said, Azakir, calm down. If you learn to separate yourself from the crowd, Jesus will see you and will call you. But Timaeus. Jesus saw him and called him. The woman with the issue of blood, Jesus saw her and called her. What about you? Are you also, pre- are you also allowing the, the crowd to press in on you so that you not get to the Lord of your salvation or you've learned to forget about whatever the world is saying. Forget about the news. Forget about people's opinion and focus on Jesus. And beloved, I can assure you one thing. you never regret it for the rest of your life. Because you understand that God has always been in need and has been searching for you. that you were always locked up in the crowd so you could not be identified. Can we close our eyes and pray? So, Father, we thank you today for your grace, your word. Father, Lord, you've taught us, Lord, that we should not follow the crowd. We should learn to isolate ourselves from the crowd and look unto you, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Father, today I pray for everybody gathered here. You know what everybody is going through, Lord? I pray that whatever their need be, meet them at the point of their need. And God satisfied them in the mighty name of Jesus If anyone is going through any kind of thing, Lord, you know Lord, we thank you that Lord, today you've met them But I pray that as we've heard the word We will not just be hearers of your word But may we be doers of your word So that at the end, you alone will be glorified We commit this service in your hand Have your way and be glorified In your name have we prayed with thanksgiving Let all saints say Amen